1624 says, Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. I pray that this episode of Hime's Honey will remind us that God is sovereign and his word is the absolute truth. Hello friends, welcome back to another episode. And this time I will be talking about the worldly rainbow community yet again. Specifically, I still see Christians who support and desire to quote-unquote honor this community Um, and you know to the point where there are churches that affirm this rainbow lifestyle but unfortunately you know that lifestyle will lead people to hell and it's wrapped in a very pretty rainbow bow and unfortunately I there will people there will be people that will fall for it but I pray that you are not one of those people I pray that your loved ones are not one of those people and I pray that I am not one of those people nor my loved ones nor world leaders that are in charge of making laws and legislation especially in America but also overseas so I would just like to remind us Christians and ask the question does this lifestyle honor God? And we will be looking in none other than scripture. And I like to use the New American Standard Bible. Um, so follow along there if you have it and write it down. And that's the translation that I will be using. And the translation I have been using if you are unaware. So one thing I do want to premise is that this topic shouldn't have to be a brave thing to say. Because it's sound doctrine it's it's sound if you're a christian it's the bible the book that we are ought to be living by it's god's word and his word is alive and breathing still today so this shouldn't have to be something that you have to be brave quote-unquote about um and i know that there are people who say things like we should just be silent about this but according to scripture according to romans 116 it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Um, therefore, I am not ashamed of the gospel, and I don't want to be ashamed of the gospel, and I pray that you aren't ashamed of the gospel. Second Timothy 1, 8-9 says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. So if you know that God has called you, sorry, this is not quoting anymore, but if you know that God has called you for a holy calling, then it's so much worth it more to follow him than the world. But I'm going to continue quoting 2 Timothy. It says, According to his own purpose and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity. So this is according to God's purpose and not my purpose. And we know that God is much higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So isn't he somebody worth following? And finally, Proverbs 21 verse 3 says, To do righteousness and justice is desired by the Lord more than sacrifice. Another thing people say is that we shouldn't make people angry because this topic makes people angry. And if people see that I think this way and I'm speaking this way, then they're going to cancel me. And it's definitely something I've thought about. But I, you know, I stopped and I thought, who's getting angry? 1 Peter 4, 1 through 5 says, Since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same purpose. Live the rest of the time in the flesh no longer for human lusts, but for the will of God. And then also goes on to say, it lists, you know, um, 
pursuing a course of indecent behavior, lusts, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties, and wanton idolatries. This is what the Gentiles have done. And it goes on to say, In all this, they are surprised that you do not run with them into the same excesses of dissipation, and they malign you. But they will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. That's God. So when I read this verse, it goes to say that I would rather have the world and the enemy angry at me rather than God be angry and saddened by my negligence to stand up for the truth. The sound truth of the gospel is worth living for just as much as it is worth dying for. Um, And I hope and I pray that we can have that mindset as we speak up against these things that are happening in the world. Another thing to ask is, why are they angry? Who are they angry at specifically? John 15 verse 18 and 19 makes this very clear. It says, if the world hates you, this is Jesus speaking. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. But I chose you out of the world because of this, the world hates you. So it's not you that they hate. It's not you that they want to kill. It's God. It's Jesus. It's him that they, you know, nailed to a cross when he was on earth. It's them that they're after. It's them that they're angry at. So when they try to kill you, when they try to destroy your name, they do that because you associate with Jesus, because you associate with the Most High. So I just want to encourage you that if you are a Christian and if you want to desperately speak out against this, I urge you to. Perhaps we can, you know, even me sometimes I get humbled and I get convicted that sometimes I'm not speaking very nicely. Um, But I do pray that because this is, you know, this is an easy path that will lead people to hell. And I don't want it to lead anybody to hell. So I just want you to know that, that we, we should, you know, be in prayer for those involved, those that we think about when we read these verses and those that we see indulging in the world. So, what does a God-honoring life look like? We are back to this topic of what does a God-honoring life look like? And is this rainbow lifestyle God-honoring? Ephesians 5, 1-2 says, Be imitators of God. Walk in love, just as Christ also loved you, and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. So what does it mean to be a fragrant aroma to God? If we are to walk in love just as Christ also loved me and be a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma, what is this to look like? This looks like living a life of obedience according to John 14 verse 15. It says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. This is what Jesus said. 1 John 5 3 says that his commandments are not burdensome. To be a fragrant aroma to God also looks like reflecting the character of Christ, according to Philippians 2 verse 5. Have this attitude, which was also in Christ Jesus. So we are to be imitators of Christ. It also looks like offering acts of selfless selfless service. Galatians 5.13 says, Do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Matthew 20 verse 28 says, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Verse 4 is says, living a life of worship. Romans, oh sorry, not verse 4, my, my fourth point, is to be a fragrant or Roman of God is living a life of worship. So Romans 12 verse 1 says, present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, 
which is your spiritual service of worship. So notice that even presenting our bodies to God and, you know, going to God and saying, hey, hey, Lord, this is my body. May you use it for your will. That is a sacrifice to God. And that is worship. Hebrews 13, 15 through 16 says, The fruit of lips that give thanks to his name is a, a continuous offering that is a sacrifice of praise to God. And do not neglect doing good and sharing. A God-honoring life also looks like what is mapped out for us in 1 Peter verse 1, 15 through 16. Sorry, chapter 1, for verse 15 to 16. It says, But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. So what is holy behavior? 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Flee from youthful lusts and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Call on the Lord from a pure heart. Philippians 4.8 says, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, if there is any excellence and anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. 1 Thessalonians 4.3-4 says, Abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. So if we read these verses and if we look at these people indulging in the LGBT lifestyle, especially those around children, which is what I am most um, unsupportive of, absolutely unsupportive, and strong opposition, are these people abstaining from sexual immorality? Are these people, do these people know how to possess their own vessel and sanctification and honor? Is it honorable to stand in front of a child and be n nude, essentially? Is it honorable to do that? And should we as Christians be supporting that kind of behavior? I don't think so. But that is according to scripture. Another way to be God-honoring is from Micah 6, 8, which says, What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? So what is the opposite of walking humbly? Proverbs 16, 18, Pride goes before destruction and haughty spirit before a fall. Isn't it interesting how this whole movement is called pride? And it's named according to, you know, it's named something that we should be prideful of. But yet, Proverbs 16, 18 says that pride goes before destruction. And it also says in James 4, through 4, verse 6, God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So if God is opposed to the proud, should we be indulging and supporting a movement that is prideful about, you know, not being abstinent, especially around children? Proverbs 11.2 says, When pride comes, then comes dishonor, but with the humble is wisdom. So when pride comes, then comes dishonor. That is very interesting. But with the humble is wisdom. I think it is very good to be humble. So when Micah 6.8 says to walk humbly, we should be wise and walk humbly. Finally, this, this Micah 6.8 also begs the question, what does it mean to do justice. Isaiah 1 verse 17 says, Reprove the ruthless, defend the orphan, plead for the widow. So when we reprove the ruthless, this is justice. Proverbs 31 8 through 9 says, 
Open your mouth, judge righteously, and defend the rights of the afflicted and needy. Isaiah 58, verse 6 through 7 says, Loosen the bonds of wickedness. Let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. When you see the naked, cover him. Isn't it interesting how Isaiah 58 says that when you see the naked, cover him. So being naked used to be, you know, it used is in that time, in this, what this verse is referring to, the naked is poor and, you know, ashamed that they are naked. But in the pride community, in the pride movement, it's seen as something to be, that will set you free and you can be liberated. Another way to ask if we are living a God-honoring life is to look at 1 Corinthians 6, 19 verse 20. It says, glorify God in your body, because do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? So glorify God in your body. So how do I glorify God with my body or in my body? 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Philippians 1.20 says, According to my earnest expectation and hope that I will not be put to shame in anything, but that will all with all boldness, Christ will even now, as always, be exalted in my body, whether by life or death. And 1 Corinthians 6.18 says, Flee immorality. Period. It goes on to say, Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. We can also ask, what does it look like to not glorify God with my body? Romans one twenty four says, God gave them over to their lusts of their hearts to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. Galatians 5, 19-21 says, The deeds of the flesh are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing. Well, <laughs> I was kind of getting into that anyway. And things like these. So a lot of them are immor- immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, and not, dare I say, sorcery, which are big parts of the rainbow community. Ephesians 5, verse 3 to 4 says, There must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, coarse joking, which are all out of place, but rather, but rather thanksgiving. So in placement of pride, there should be thanksgiving. So support... So... As Christians, is it wise of us to be supporting a movement that clearly goes against God's word? Is it appropriate? Is it godly? Is it, do we honor God by doing that, by supporting this movement? Um, and that is a question that I leave you with. According to scripture, that is the question I leave you with. And I pray that you receive this these scriptures and I pray that you will dive into it yourself and pray and meditate on his word day and night so that we can truly um, be humble before him and walk this 
world, walk in this world confident in his word and not our own understanding. So thank you so much for listening and God bless you. Thank you.